I am excited to share this morning around the series Upgrade 2.0. Pastor Jamal's principle for today was what the eyes see and the ears hear are colored by the condition of the heart. If it's valuable, we take steps to protect it. Our cars have alarms. I don't know if y'all remember the club. All right, I'm showing my age here a little bit, but y'all remember the, the club on the steering wheel? Come on, I mean, y'all, 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 some of y'all had apartments with three, four locks. You had the bottom lock that you stepped that went into the ground. Some of y'all got houses with iron gates, alarms. Some of y'all got cameras, don't know who's watching you. If it was up to you, you would build a moat, put some crocodiles around it, and a drawbridge, and that would just be for your family. Pastor Larry Stock still said it this way. He said, if you love something, it is demonstrated by the lengths you will go to protect it. Today's message is entitled, Not in My House. It is the declaration that I will not lay down and allow the enemy to run all over my house. He cannot run all over my marriage. He cannot run all over my family, my children, my church, my destiny, my finances without me saying and declaring, not in my house. You see, when I grew up, I grew up in a home where you could not wear shoes in the house. Some of y'all know all about that. We, we had certain particulars in my house. There are, we, we never used the front door in my house. We only used the back door. I'm not even sure why we had a front door except for the mailman. Some of y'all, some, some, some of y'all, some of y'all grew up where, where there was thick plastic covering all of the couch. You, you started to nod right there when I started to say it. Okay, anybody had plastic on the couches? Y'all remember during the, stomach, the summer having to peel? Y'all don't know. I'm talking about peel off the couch. Not, you didn't stand up from the couch. You peeled off. You were sticking legs, thick thighs, sticking Came up the driveway through the back door with my friends. And uh, I didn't think my mom was home. That was stupid idea number one. Got up in the back door. Had my three friends. We had just come from one of my other friends, Stephen's house. And we didn't have to take our shoes off at his house. Right. Uh-oh. So I decided I didn't want to put them through something that, you know, we had just been at the other house where we got to, we got to wear our shoes. In, in that house, we got to wear our shoes so far into the house. We got upstairs to his bedroom on the second floor with our shoes still on. This was new ground for me. New territory. So me and my three friends, we get through the back door. One of my friends who had been at my house before says, hey, Adam, shouldn't we take off our shoes? It was almost like the Holy Spirit. I mean, if he can speak through a donkey, surely he can speak through some 12-year-old kid. Adam, shouldn't we take our shoes off? No, we're good. My mom's not home. And we just go into the basement. Come on. There was a welcome mat right by the back door. What's interesting is there's no welcome mat by the front door. Because nobody was welcome to come in that door. 
but the back door had a welcome mat. And, and it was like, it was almost like a threshold because, because on the right and the left of the welcome mat were, were piles of shoes where other people who were smarter than this 11-year-old version of Adam had taken off their shoes before they had walked in the house, but not me. So I told them, no, it's okay. And I stepped across the welcome mat. It was like, you know the Mission Impossible movie where he's hanging over the thing? Because the ground's got sensors on it and there's heat sensors and digital sensors in the room. I, 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 at that moment, all of a sudden, my mom showed up. What are you doing? Um, I, I, I thought you wasn't home. We was just going to go to the... You know better than that, Adam. Yeah, but in, in, my, in my friend's Stephen's house... That is a really stupid thing to say to your mama. <laughs> but in my friend's house, and then she simply responded, but not in my house. You see, for your life, for your marriage, for your finances, for your children, the devil might be doing something down the block, but you need to let him know, not up in my house. It might be your kids, but not in my house. It might be your finances, but not in my house. Can I hear somebody say, not in my house? Not in my house. Not in my house. You, you can do that around the corner, but the blood of Jesus is the, is the threshold up in my house. Not in my house. When you declare not in my house, you guard not only what is around you and what is connected to you, but you guard what is inside of you. A matter of fact, more than anything else that I've mentioned thus far, the most important thing you need to learn to guard is your heart. Because everything else flows from your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. In the New King James, it says it this way, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. My translation is simply this, above all else, in other words, higher and more important of preeminence, guard and protect your heart, your inner man, your spirit man, the place and source of your life with God, with all absolute entirety diligence with all of your strength that you can muster up for out of it it is the source that flows everything else you do feel and say the human heart is one of the most important organs in the entire human body and it's roughly the size of your fist if you make a fist right now take a look at it that's about the size of your heart in front of you by the way, I just want to say, I didn't get a blazer from the ICB men's ministry from the last time I preached, so don't make me start shouting people out here. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm dealing with that. And by the end of the message, I'm going to deal with my, my, my heart issue because that just sprung out of some place that just, you know, because I saw your blazer right there. I'm just <laughs> apologizing. It, the heart is more is really nothing more than a pump composed of a muscle which pumps blood throughout the body, beating approximately 72 times per minute of our lives. That tends to go up for me when my wife walks in the room. I'm just saying in case she's here somewhere watching it. The heart pumps the blood approximately 10 liters per minute which carries all of the vital materials which help our bodies function and removes the waste products that we do not need. Your spiritual heart 
is very similar to your human heart. And that whatever you are allowing into your heart is then being redistributed throughout your entire body. It affects our paradigm. It affects our faith. It, it affects our outlook. It affects our hope. It affects our relationships. It affects our marriages, our children. The condition of your heart is tremendous implications on what you say and how you feel. As Pastor Jamal said, all of it is impacted or colored by what you allow into your heart. Jesus said it this way, Luke 6, 44. For every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from bramble bushes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good fruit. For an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the mouth, I'm sorry, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You are redistributing what you have allowed to settle in the soil of your hearts. Fellas, everything that we see on the outside is a result of what is going on on the inside. Whatever comes from you in public is the result of your inner private life. An older man of God once told me that when you are cut, whatever you bleed, that's who you were the whole time under the surface. Some of you have wondered where that came from. Can we pull it up a little further here? You wondered when, 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 when somebody caught you off on the BQE. Where'd that come from? Some of you extended a wave offering to that driver that cut you off. <laughs> Some of y'all have, have stubbed your toe. It's amazing what the pinky toe can do to the rest of the body. I, I mean, I, I mean, the, the, the pinky toe seems so small and, and insignificant, and, and the minute you bang it, I mean, it can, it can generate pain, throbbing, that you could not imagine. And then some words flow from your mouth. Come on. You say some, oh, I don't know where that came from. It came from right in here. Let me say this to those who aspire to public ministry, especially to those who want to speak in public. Your public anointing and revelation are simply an overflow of your private preparation. You are responsible to protect and guard what you allow to settle and begin to germinate in the soil of your heart. You see, not in my house says I'm not going to allow stuff to live here that is not going to help me in my faith journey. Harvard Business School describes value as experience minus expectation, and that equals value. If I had a, a board here, and I'm not simply going to write on this board because I really don't even know how to work it, quite honestly. So I'm just going to let you know. Experience minus expectation. In other words, if, if my experience is a 10, and I was expecting a 7, I add value. If my experience is less than what I was expecting, I devalue it. Well, I'll give you an example. I walk into a restaurant. I looked the restaurant up. My friend told me about it. They was ranting and raving. They know I'm a foodie. They know I come. My family comes from a food business. If you're going to recommend good Italian food, you had better bring your A game with me. And so I looked them up on Yelp. I looked up their reviews. They said all these amazing things. They had pictures. They had comments. They had reviews. I walk up in there, and then the service and the food is below what I was expecting. I devalue that restaurant. I don't go back. Another place, 
You walk in, you weren't quite expecting to find it. Nobody had really talked about it. Maybe somebody mentioned it. Maybe you passed by on your way home from work. You walk up in there. Your, your expectation is rather low. And then you get it and you realize, oh my goodness, this is better than I expected. You add value to it. You decide to go back. When you have an expectation and your experience falls short of it, that's where you devalue. Disappointment shows up. When disappointment shows up and you're not careful about it, the seed of disappointment is buried in the soil of your heart. It sprouts sometimes into discouragement and produces a tree of depression and bitterness. Sometimes in life we we have an experience I'm not going to trivialize your experience. I'll simply say this. Oftentimes, the hurt and the experience can start off small and still have a big impact on your life. I realized this morning at about 8.45 when I walked into a very cold Home Depot in the nursery and planting section that I know very, very little about planting. I know that what's at the bottom of this cup can produce five of those plants. What's in the little seed can produce great impact. Oftentimes in our lives, we have moments, experiences. We're disappointed by a church, a leader, a person. We're disappointed in a relationship. We're disappointed. Hurt comes in. And the moment that that hurt, we make a decision. What am I going to do with this hurt? What am I going to do with this disappointment? What am I going to do in this moment? What most of us do is we bury it. We put some soil, we put some dirt on top of it. We plant it, and we just forget about it. And then every once in a while, that thing starts to grow up. Because what's interesting is, even though the seed is below the soil, it is not dormant. You never see a seed germinating, but the seed begins its work before you ever see it above the soil. Oftentimes, the moments where something pops up and shows up in your life just didn't happen. It had been germinating beneath the soil of your spiritual life, and you allowed it to sit there. So once it came up, you were surprised when it, it showed up above the soil. But the truth of the matter, it had been buried in your heart the whole time. And depending who your friends are, They'll either help you root out the cancer or they'll water it for you. You see, friends are important. Stop hanging on to people that God's trying to let out of your life. People, there are people in your life that when you start to bury something and you share it with them, they start to water it. Yeah, you know, I told you about him. I told you about that church. 
I told you about that pastor, that leader. I, I told you about that. I, I told, I told, all they're doing is watering the seed that's below the surface. They throw you a big fat pity party. I don't know if you've ever had a pity party, but I've, I've, I've thrown a couple of pity parties in my life. It usually starts with Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. Mm. I don't know why, but the guest of honor at every one of my pity parties was always Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. And it always started in a pipe form and ended with a singular spoon and that milky film that, re that resonates at the bottom of the cup. And make me feel any better. In fact, oftentimes I felt worse. But I kept it buried. And the whole time the seed was germinating. Sprouting. Hadn't quite seen it yet above the surface. And then all of a sudden something happens. Disappointment now became discouragement. I'm not going back next week. I'm not showing up. I'm not talking to them. That discouragement now has begun to sprout and goes from, discourage, from disappointment to discouragement. All of a sudden it starts to manifest itself in aspects of my life and then and it kind of grows up and people don't want to be around me because they tell me I'm negative all the time. People don't want to talk to me because every time, you know, they're the, they're the Eeyore of your group. Y'all remember Eeyore? Yep, putt, putt. Putt, putt looks like rain. Don't matter. No, not a cloud in the sky, but, but for them, why? Because it's not on the outside what they see. It's been colored by, by, by something that's inside their heart. And now there's a full-on root of bitterness that has grown up. The Bible says... See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. You see, what happens is it started where you could just keep it covered up. But it kept going over and over in your mind. You kept replaying it. You didn't talk to nobody. You didn't bring it to the Lord. You didn't, you didn't deal with the issue. You didn't deal with the situation. You just kept it buried. And your friends, they kept watering it. And then all of a sudden, it, it sprouted a little bit. It just, oh, I'm just having a bad day. It just, you, you kind of excuse it. Oh, I just, I had a bad moment. Then, it, then it's like, I, I had a bad week. And then all of a sudden, your friends start to tell you, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but you used to be really positive and you used to want to trust the Lord and you used to want to pray and you used to lift up your hands and worship and you used to you used to you used to but but now every time I talk to you it's 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 about this and it's about her and it's about him and you all of a sudden you you cultivating this root that is now sprung up it's a full-on tree and it's not only defiling you it's defiling everything you touch it impacts your spouse it impacts your children Children don't want to be around you. Your spouse don't want to be around you. On your job, you're miserable. Your friends don't want to call you. They, why? Because that thing that you allowed to just settle inside your heart, you covered it up, you buried it, you did everything you could to keep it below the surface. But until you bring it to God, until you deal with people and real with, deal with the real issue that's at hand, it will sit inside of you. It will germinate and it will wind up above the surface whether you like it or not. 
And then one day you realize, oh my goodness, it's no longer, it's no longer this. It's, it's not even, it's not even this. I'm having, it, it, I, I, it kind of impacted the way I, I saw and heard, but I could get through it. I could, I could see through it. Now you just get full on. And now everything you see, everything you touch, everything you hear is filtered by the lens of disappointment and discouragement and bitterness, all because you did not guard your heart. Would you bow your heads at me? We had a lot of activity today and lots of things to celebrate. I'm glad we get a chance to do that. That's what family should do. Before we leave this place, could it be that you're sabotaging your own upgrade? Could it be that today you can't see past the root of bitterness that has grown up into a full-on tree and blocks and impairs your sight, what you listen to, what you hear? Could it be that today you recognize that the filter is dirty and God needs to clean it out? You see, when, when you've got cancer, the best thing to do for your friend, your loved one, is not simply to pacify them. It's to let them know that if the doctor's got to come with a scalpel and cut that out, the worst thing you could do is simply ignore it. What if today God's Holy Spirit came with the scalpel of his word to cut away areas that have soiled and grown been allowed to sit underneath. And today's the day to say, God, here I am. Clean out my heart. I want to be the man, the woman you've called me to be in 2019. Then let me pray with the psalmist in Psalm 51. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that have been crushed rejoice. You see, I'm not making light of what happened. I'm just saying, if your bones have been crushed today in his presence, let them rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, O God, and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. No, today, today restore to me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Every head bowed and every eye closed to give you a sense of privacy. You'd say, Pastor Adam, if you... 
you read me like a book. No, I didn't, I didn't read you like a book. No. The Holy Spirit of God, God himself loves you so much that he would make sure you didn't walk out of this place the same way you got here. And if there's a place that has been buried and covered up, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not even covered up anymore. Maybe, maybe everybody seems to see it. But today's the day to say, God, cleanse me. Let the bones that have been, been crushed with pain, disappointment and discouragement, depression and bitterness. Today, let it be a day that I bring to you my heart and you cleanse my heart and renew the joy of my salvation. Today is the day you say, Pastor Adam, I want to pray like the psalmist created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. I'm going to challenge you to give your heart to the Lord and present it to Him. Not for salvation, but that He would take the scalpel of His Word today and root out the bitterness and the discouragement and the disappointment and the depression anger and the stuff you have allowed to sit in your heart that has colored everything that you hear and see it has defiled the people around you it is and if it hasn't already it will because God's word is true it'll impact your marriage it'll impact your children it'll impact you on the job and with your friends today is the day to say God Here's my heart afresh to them. Take the scalpel of your word and root out those areas in my heart and cleanse me anew. Let the bones that have been crushed rejoice. Renew a right spirit within me. Give me the joy of my salvation again that I can worship you clean and free in your presence. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, that's me. Holy Spirit, make up for where my words have failed. And you say, Pastor Adam, I need to just present him my heart once again today so that in 2019, I won't hold on to what's been holding on to me. Your past only has the power you give it by choosing to live in it. Say, Pastor Adam, that's me. God, here's my heart. Put your hands open before God. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that have been crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, my mistakes. Blot out all of my iniquity. Today God create in me a pure heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. No, no, no. But today, restore to me the joy of your salvation. I'm praying new joy over some of you. Some of you have been serving God out of obligation and today's the day of new joy sprouting up in your heart. Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Today is the day, God, where I renew my trust in you 
The scalpel of your word has come. You have rooted out the places in my heart that should not be there, that are cancerous, that have influenced me, that have caused the root of bitterness to grow up. And not only did defile me and my worship, but it's defiled even people around me. Today is the day with my palms open before you. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Have your way in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Pastor Adam, thank you for the gift of ministering today. I appreciate it. Excellent word. Excellent word. I got out of that. In Genesis 1, I think 12, he says, let there be plant, fruit-bearing plant, bearing seed after their own kind. What seeds are you going to be bearing out of your heart? Excellent message. Excellent message. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for the individuals that you have blessed at CCC, Long Island, Lord. We ask that you continue watching over them, guide God and govern their lives, Lord, that you, you, will, you will provide for and you will, you will sustain through your, your divine providence, Lord. We pray that even through your divine providence, you will direct, protect, and correct and allow us to embrace the correction, Lord, so because you only correct for us to become better. So this message is a, a message to correct some of the way we've been living so that we can become better individuals. So, Lord, we ask that you have your way. Protect us as we go throughout this week. Bring back things in this service that was spoken to us so we can ponder on it, so we can meditate throughout the week because this is not something that's just spoken here, but something we need to take with us. So have your way, Lord. We bless all individuals so that they will be empowered to succeed in life. Thank you so much for Pastor Adam. Thank you for the ministry of Pastor Adam. Thank you for the word that you bless him with, specific to us. We ask that you continue to bless him as he travels throughout this world, preaching the gospel, bringing in the good news in a dynamic, charismatic way. So we ask that you have your way. Bless his family, his children, his wife. Let their house be a house that flourishes. Let their house be a house that, that will touch many individuals. Let him always be a beacon of light. So we ask that you protect him. God, guard, and govern his life. Watch over his finances. Watch over his relationships, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will, you will just give him a glimpse of what you want to do with him. Because whatever he's thinking, you're thinking bigger. Whatever he's believing in, you're believing bigger. So we pray to have your way. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Come on, say it with me. Say it like you believe it. Say it like you mean it. This Bible, this Bible is our primary source of faith. Source of faith. This, Bible this Bible is our rule of conduct. This Bible, this Bible creates the lens that we see life through. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass.